Alright, welcome to New Name Auto Fade Podcast with Stoney and the Kid. This is the official week one episode. Starting to feel it, the adrenaline's starting to pump a little bit. We are less than 24 hours away from kickoff of the first game of the season. Um, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter. My at is SelfKidLocks. Stoney's is StoneyBets47. Is that correct, Stoney? That's correct. That's correct. And then our joint account is Stoney and the Kid. We got to bump the numbers. Got to bump the numbers. Get some followers. Get some impressions. Um, but yeah, Stoney, how are we feeling week one, dude? We've officially made it. It's um, We've made it. Long off season. We had to talk about futures, all that all that stuff. We won't know what all that looks like for months. We get to talk about stuff today and learn if we're right tomorrow. So I'm excited. I can't wait. You're actually going up to Chicago for I the am. Bears Packers week one. How are you feeling about that game as a Bears fan? Not from a betting standpoint, just what are the vibes? It's it's kind of do or die. It's it is as much do or die of a week one game. As probably anyone in the league, I would think. Um, it is the, it's huge for that division. It's huge for the division. It's huge for me as a Bears fan just to ha- continue the hope that we've built over this offseason of the hype of it's Justin's time. It's time for them to um, finally handle the Packers, not just sneak a win in there like we did in 2018 or anything like that. It's the passing of the torch. Um this if Jordan, Le- if I show up to this game, if I walk through Grant Park and go to Soldier Field, and I see Jordan Love turn into the third consecutive Packer quarterback that is elite, I'm going to be distraught. I'm going to be defeated. Like it, there's so there's so much anxiety for this game because. It can't happen again, you know? So I am nervous. I'm nervous for the outcome. But it's going to be fun, man. I mean, if we win that game, you'll never hear hear the end of it from me. But um, speaking of week one, tomorrow, like I said, less than 24 hours from now, it is kickoff Lions and Chiefs. What are we feeling about this uh, Thursday night kickoff, Stoney? I mean, a lot of news within the last 24 hours. Uh, For those of you that don't know, Travis Kells hyperextended his knee. As of right now, they're saying he's questionable. They said ACL's intact. It's looking more like a bone bruise, and it's going to be about the swelling, whether he can get that down in time to give it a go tomorrow night. And we've seen the spread take a little bit of a hit as well as the total. The Chiefs are five and a half right now. I've seen that as low as four and a half on some books, but we're using FanDuel to be consistent with lines in our plays. Chiefs are at five and a half, and the total's at 52 and a half. I think at this point, um, I still lean over. I think with Chris Jones being out, the Lions should be able to run the ball, have success. Um, the counter argument to that would be if they run the ball too well, they can play keep away, but I think they're going to run the ball. I think Jared Goff has success. 
and I think they move the ball up and down the field. And I think this is a vintage Patrick Mahomes game in the sense that people are going to look and say, what in the world does he have to work with? I think he goes out there, plays an efficient football game, and I think the Chiefs probably win like 30-24. to 24. If this game got all the way down, say Kelsey's ruled out, and the people just overreact and this spread touched four, at that point I would be on Kansas City at four. Between four and six, I think those are kind of dead numbers, four and a half, five, five and a half, and that's kind of where we've seen it floating back and forth. I think that's about right. I think this game, if Kels doesn't play, should be five or six. So if it got down to four, I would be on Kansas City. If Kels is ruled in and there's just a ton of Chiefs love, if it got up to seven, I would probably look at Detroit there. As far as the total, I think that... 52 and a half. I would lean over all the way up to 53 and a half. I think 54 is a key number, so I would stop there. But but yeah, I would lean as of right now. Chiefs, if it got down to four, and over up to 54. Yeah, I um I don't like either side really, especially initially. I think I could argue or talk myself into Taking the Chiefs at five and a half. Um, Patrick Mahomes is a good week one quarterback. Um, I'm really excited about this game. Um, obviously, it's fun to watch Patrick Mahomes play football. But it is also very intriguing to me to see how this Lions team, after a whole offseason of a lot of hype um, and some new additions, um, like I'm excited to see how they use Jameer Gibbs. Um, I think that's going to be really exciting to watch. Um, I think there's going to be like my first instinct on this game is there's going to be a ton of points. Um, takes me back to the golf versus Pat game. Um, I guess that was four years ago now. Um, could yep. be a lot of points, but at the same time, I, I definitely wouldn't be comfortable taking the over at 52 and a half. I, I kind of think this is a game where it's game one bright lights um it could be a slow start a little first half um, under i could be i could be wrong about that um i yeah you could look at the first half under um but i definitely would not be comfortable playing the over here um i think this game is like you know 27 20 you know something something like that um yeah. because when you look at it it's like oh it's the chiefs against the lions who's you know both great offenses throw up crazy numbers. Defenses, you know, can make plays, but not great defenses. So, yeah, they're going to score a lot of points. But it's like if you look at the context of the actual game, it's like I think they could start slow. I think there could be some um, some mistakes made, turnovers, um, you know, big lights for this Lions team. And I think I might probably lean, lean under. Um, I don't know if I'll play it, but that's probably how I lean for that game. Um, I think the – I think this feels like a classic Chiefs find a way to win, but maybe don't cover. Yeah. I think if Kels is rolled in, this game probably goes back up to six and a half, and I could see the Chiefs winning by six or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah. this is a uh, like since 2018, the Chiefs are 40 and eight straight up as a home favorite, um, and that's got a couple games mixed in where Mahomes was hurt, but generally 40 and eight straight up. But in those 48 games, they're just 22, 23, and three against the spread. So it goes to show like they win all these games, but they only cover about half of them. 
And Mahomes dominates when it's three or less. And so this four to seven range and even seven to 10 range, he doesn't do a great job historically of covering these numbers. So it wouldn't shock me if the Chiefs win, but it's just less than the number. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think if it if it got up to six and a half, I think I got back up to six and a half. I think I might play the lines there. Um, yeah, that takes us to um, – we'll get back to the rest of the slate for Sunday and Monday um, a little later on. But let's look at uh, some fantasy. That's another uh, part of day one tomorrow. Got to set the lineups. A um, little, little bit jittery for a couple of my teams. Interesting to see how that's going to shape up. But, Stoney, let's um, let's hear some fantasy talk. What you got? Yeah, so week one, uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of waiver wire hope as you've just drafted teams. Everyone's lineups are full and ready to go. I'm going to give you two quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses that I think you should take a look at for week one. Starting with a guy we just talked about, Jared Goff. Uh, the total's at 52.5, so it's, they're expecting some points there. And Kansas City allowed f- uh, the fourth most points to quarterbacks for fantasy in 2022. I think this is a situation to where I think the Lions are going to have an efficient offense all night. I think Goff could easily throw three touchdowns in this game if it just works his way to where at the goal line, maybe they've got some stuff drawn up for a raw or some Gibbs screens. Um, I think Goff could easily throw for 270 and three touchdowns here. And then another quarterback that I like for Sunday is Sam Howell. Um, He's shown to not be the best athlete, but he always runs well, if that makes sense. He's always a guy that's going to get you three to four points on the ground. So there's some sneaky rushing upside there. He's playing at home against Arizona, who's just atrocious, to put it kindly. So it's going to be a friendly environment for him. Terry McLaurin did practice today, which is huge. Um, If he's got McLaurin and Dotson out there, I think they both can win all their one-on-ones versus the Cardinals' corners. The Cardinals were 11th in 2022 in points allowed to the quarterbacks. And so I think Goff, maybe you drafted Kyler and you're just trying to bridge till he can come back or something like that. I think Goff would be a good week one option. And if you're in a deeper league, really having to dig deep and find a streamer for week one. I like Sam Howell. Looking at tight ends, I've got Tyler Higby. This is definitely picked up steam in the last couple days. And so if he is on your waiver wire, pick him up right now. I think he might be like a top six or seven option at the position with all the injuries uh, in week one. There's going to be no Cooper Cup. He was officially ruled out today. I think Higby could get eight, nine targets all day. The Seahawks were first in most points allowed to tight ends in 2022. It's a great matchup for Higby. Another guy I've been raving about all offseason, Jawan Johnson. Plays for the Saints. The Titans allowed the fourth most points in 2022. Had a great offseason. Derek Carr has been buzzing about him. I think Jawan Johnson finds the end zone on Sunday. So I would pick him up if you've got a Kels or you've got George Kittle came back to practice today, but he's questionable. Mark Andrews has been banked up. There's a lot of tight ends, big names. Maybe you reached early and they're kind of on the fence about playing week one. I think Higby and Jawan Johnson are two good ways to look to pivot. Uh, Two defenses that I like 
for this week and for different reasons, starting with the commanders. Josh Jobs just got announced as the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals week one. And Josh Jobs is not very good. So <laughs> I that, uh, the commanders have a great D line. They should be able to get to Dobbs, sack, fumbles, interceptions, the whole the whole shebang. I love their upside for week one specifically. If you're like, hey, I really don't want to play the streaming defense game. What's a defense that I can lock in for the first four to six weeks of the season? And they should be a consistently good floor with good matchups. I present to you the Saints. Their first six weeks, the Titans, the Panthers, the Packers, the Bucks, the Pats, and the Texans. That's six matchups that you're not really going to be scared of. I think they're going to be a top 10 play all six weeks. And so if you're looking more, hey, let's just get me through the first half of the regular season. I want to be able to use my waiver wires on that running back that breaks out. Saints defense is a great option for looking a couple head, a couple weeks down the road ahead. Love it. Yeah, I love, um, I love golf this week, um, as we know. I drafted him in our in our dynasty league. I think he's a great bridge quarterback. Um, I think he has an opportunity to score a lot of points not only this week but this whole year. They're going to have a dynamic offense. Um, so with that, we're now going to move to going through the slate this week. Initial thoughts on. The Sunday games, and honestly, obviously the big Monday night game. But we'll start with 49ers at Pittsburgh. Super interesting game. Uh, personally, I, I first looking at it, I love the Steelers. Um, they're at home week one. Um, I know the 49ers are a really good team. Um, I, I don't know how much I believe in, in the Kenny Pickett preseason story. Um, he literally looked like the best quarterback of all time this preseason. And people are talking now. And it's almost become a popular pick to have the Steelers to make the playoffs or to even win their division. It's like a, it's kind of like a hot take that almost everyone has now. Um, become a very I, trendy sleeper team in the last yeah, like two weeks. Yeah. It's, and it was weird because no one talked about them at the end of the year last year going into the offseason. And then all of a sudden, you know. It's all they, the pick. It's all the picket preseason. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you believe in like I was I was talking to someone this weekend. It's like, can you seriously sit there and and like talk yourself into Kenny Pickett being like a top like ten to twelve quarterback in the league? No, I think the I think he could have the stats that would portray that. Um, think more of like Ryan Tannehill with the Titans a couple years ago to where. They have Najee, Jalen Warren is someone I'm high on. So it's like two pretty good backs there. And then if George Pickens really becomes that guy, Deontay Johnson's underrated with Pat Fryermuth. So it's like I could see where Pickett can put up good stats with the good weapons around him. And he's just like a product of the offense. Um, but no, I don't think talent-wise he's like that top 10 guy. I personally don't see it. But I could see how he could be effective this year, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um but I think as far as if I would play a side, I'm not I'm not sure. Um, but as far as a dog, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are a good look for a, a dog in week one. Um, any other thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, 
naturally in week one, I like to lean towards the dog um, if I'm kind of split on a game. And I would definitely lean Steelers here at two and a half. Nick Bosa signed a contract today, so he should be expected to play in week one. I don't know if he will be a full go or they will more get him in on pass down situations, uh, third down stuff. And George Kittle practiced today. So I think right now um, we saw this line actually get down from two and a half to one and a half. It looked like the Steelers were very trendy dog. But it since popped back up to two, two and a half most places with the Bosa and Kittle news. I'm going to hold out for a three. I doubt we get it. But even if I could get a three minus 120, the Steelers would be an official play there. I think if it just hangs here, if I like them, I probably would just take them on the money line to get a little plus money action. Um, and then I also think they're decent looking at teaser, getting them above eight. I think that would be a good look with a low total. Because I would lean under here as well. I think this is going to be Brock Purdy just making the smart decision, short throw, kind of underneath stuff. I think Pickett is going to go from playing backups in preseason to playing the 49ers. And there might be a little bit of a learning curve there. Last year he was not great. And so I lean under in this game. And so I would take the dog at home where Tomlin historically crushes. Um, and I also do not mind in the teaser update in the half. Yeah, I think I think it, it can be a good look in a teaser, especially. Um, like I said initially, I did like the Steelers, uh, and it's weird. I don't I don't think I would ever look at the Forty Niners um, even under a field goal. There, it just it would be uncomfortable for me. Um, I think there's a chance it hits three. I think there's a chance it's a public bet. People see Bosa Kittle. They wake up Sunday morning and are just like. Kenny Pickett was bad last year. Let's take the Niners. So I'm I'm holding out for the three. Yeah. Um, next is the Panthers at Atlanta. What's the initial thoughts? Yeah, Atlanta's sitting at three and a half, which kind of sucks. I like Atlanta in this game. I wish we could get a two and a half or a three, but the pros have been betting that all summer, um, which I think Atlanta's the right side here. Historically, it's good to fade rookie quarterbacks uh, especially in weeks one to three they're four and 13 in their last 17 against the spread so the spot screams atlanta here at home the totals at 39 and a half i think that's about right i think atlanta probably wins this game 20 to 17 23 17 something like that i think that arthur smith i trust him in week one over frank wright who's hysterically who's historically horrible in week one so i think you're giving me the better coach, the quarterback that's not making his first ever start, and overall the better team. I know that you and I are both somewhat in on the Falcons this year. So, yeah, I think that I would lean towards laying the three and a half at home. Wish we had the three, but I think they win the game, and I would still still lean to them at three and a half. Yeah, I, I'm not as worried about um, the hook as as you like – I love Atlanta here. Um, okay. I might I might get into that later, um, but it's it's Bryce Young, a rookie quarterback, week one, and he doesn't. Well, we've talked about this before, but he doesn't have the guys around him to have initial success. He's not going to be able to go out there and throw to Adam Thielen twelve times and feel super comfortable about that. And the Panthers as a whole, just I don't believe. I don't think they're a good enough team. 
especially right off the bat with Bryce Young. Do I think Bryce Young is going to be bad forever? No. But week one on the road, um, uh, I, I like Atlanta there. And, yeah, uh, and again, the um, the uh, the total is, is like you said, it's, it's about where it needs to be. Um, I think 2017, somewhere around there. I think it could be sloppy at first, especially if, if the game speeds up for Bryce, um, he could get sloppy. But I, I do really like Atlanta in that spot. Next, we're going to go with, let's go Houston at Baltimore. Game I will not be watching, but go ahead. Yeah, I think um, last I checked, this spread is still sitting at 10. And I don't know if I can get to the window with it, but if I had to lean one way, I'm definitely looking at the underdog here. I know rookie quarterback, first start, um, it's gross. But I think it's one of those where you plug your nose and you say, look, I I like the way this Houston team is trending. I think they're going to have their fair share of struggles this year, and I don't think they win this game. I think there's a 0% chance of in this game. But I think they can stay inside the number. You look at it, Stroud is probably the most pro-ready week one um tank dell flashed in the preseason nico collins robert woods like they have some guys they're not no one special but they have some guys i like damian pierce Uh, i think the biggest concern is this o-line of two injuries if they can't hold up and give stroud any time then i see why this game could get out of hand but i think if i had to lean one way or the other i would take the dog double digit dogs are 12 and 7 against the spread since 2000 in week one so it just goes to show like in week one, it is a new season, and we nobody knows what these teams are going to be. There's usually not 10 points worth of difference between one team and the other, especially when it'd be one thing if this was the Chiefs or Bills and we know they could blow teams out. Lamar Jackson, I don't believe he played in the preseason, and this is a brand new scheme. And so there might be some ironing out. This could be a really slow start, which is why I would lean to the under at 43 and a half. Um, I think that would actually be my preferred play over a spread if I was going to take anything in this game. But yeah, I would lean towards the under and lean towards the dog. Yeah, I think you said two things that are the reasoning that I also would side with the Texans here. The Ravens don't blow anybody out. Lamar Jackson is never going to put up, you know, 45. No, I shouldn't say never. They're not going to blow teams out. They play... They play the clock, they run the ball, and the other thing you said was, it's week one. You know how many games in week one don't go the way that everyone thinks they're going to go? And we've seen it so many times in the past, and I would definitely wouldn't be comfortable taking Baltimore, um, you know, laying 10 in week one. I think there's. I don't think the Texans win this game. I do think C.J. Stroud is probably the most pro ready quarterback out of the draft like you said i would i like texans here but i probably like you said i'd stay away from it but it takes some balls to bet it but if you if you're yeah. in a if you're in a contest where you have to bet every game i i, I would yeah. take the 10 points for sure um next game let's go super interesting game i think we might both be on the same side here Bengals at browns yeah, you want this first, or you want me to? Go ahead, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on the Browns here. Look, we've we've talked up this team all off season, and for them to have a shot 
of winning this division, this is a must win. This is, yep. you're getting the Bengals at home, and I think you're getting them in the best spot possible. Joe Burrow, 100%. yes, he's going to play. But there's been some things that have gone on this offseason that haven't been super smooth. He had a hamstring injury to, that sidelined him for a couple weeks. And so he even talked about coming into this offseason. He was excited to finally have a full offseason where it could fully build up to week one. Well, he got another ding. And we've seen some early season just really bad games from Joe Burrow. I think he had three or four picks against the Steelers. Um, I want to say that was last year or the year before that. And he had another really bad one. He's two straight years. He's had one just atrocious game in the first two weeks of the year. So it's like he hasn't always come out humming. And then you're looking at the Browns. You're getting him at home. There were mixed reports on Watson, but I think he comes out. I think he makes a statement. Nick Chubb in this offensive line can control the clock. I love the Browns here. Um, I don't know if you're going to get a three. This is one of those like the Steelers. There's no reason to take two and a half right now. Two and a half is still going to be there on Sunday. No one's going to bet against the Bengals right now. This is going to be heavy Bengals public money. I'd sit and wait till Sunday morning, see if a three pops. If it does, love the Browns, take them there. If not, up to you on if you want to take plus two and a half or the money line. I would lean under in this game as well, which is another reason that I like the home dog. I think this is just a chippy, lower scoring than people realize divisional game, 23-25. So I like under 47 and a half. And this is another spot where I would like the Browns in a teaser update and a half. Yeah, it's the, it's the classic uh, home division dog. Um, and I think you might see vintage Deshaun Watson come out possibly. I think if Deshaun Watson plays the way he's capable of, we've said it all offseason, I think the Browns can be really good. And I think we might just get that full offseason, no distractions or whatever you want to call it. And I think he could come out slinging the rock. The reports on Joe Burrow are this and that and this and that. And like you said, I think they're catching him at the right spot. I think it's a good look. I think it's um, it's similar to the Steelers. I would like this play a little bit more. And like you said, you could wait until Sunday to see if you can get a three. It's definitely not going anywhere. Um, Burrow struggled versus team. He's one in three against the spread versus the Browns. Like, and their D line is really good. They got Sedarius Smith. They just added a defensive tackle. His name's escaping me, but their D line is really good. I think they're going to get to Burrow, make him uncomfortable. I think Chubb and this. Ground game takes over. I, I think the Browns just I think they went out right. Yeah, I was just about to say it's not it's another one of those dog money lines you could take. And taking a short dog is always uncomfortable. But I think you can feel good about this one. The Browns have played the Bengals well, especially at home. It's week one. You're catching Joe Burrow at the right time. Um yeah, I think we like we have all offseason, both agree on the Browns. Nobody Next. wants to take Deshaun Watson plus two and a half with what Correct. they've seen against Joe Burrow. No one wants Correct. to do it. That's why it's a Correct. Correct. Next, gross game. Gross game. Gross game. Bucks at Vikings. I think we might see the worst team in football in this game in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What are, what are we gonna What are we gonna get out of the Bucks on Sunday? 
Yeah, I think this might be a spot where um, I'm kind of just excited to sit back and watch and learn. I don't know that I'll actually be watching this game, but um, kind of see where both teams are at. Initially, I leaned Vikings. This is kind of the spot to back Kirk Cousins. He historically does really well in non-primetime home games. And I think the offense will show up. I don't really know what to expect out of Baker. I've been leaning under on most of these games. This would actually be one of the only games I would lean over on. I think that the Vikings can probably get to 30. And I think that the Bucks can kind of backdoor their way into 17 or 20 points and get this one over. Baker kind of just gunslinger till the end type thing. Probably gets it over with like a late touchdown. I'm not super interested in the Vikings spread, though. I historically try and not load up on favorites week one unless I just love the spot. So I would lean the Vikings in the over, but kind of just want to sit this one out, um, see how Baker plays. And there's been some talks that the Vikings might go more run heavy. They signed a blocking tight end and a fullback to a decent extension, but they let Dalvin Cook go. So it kind of shows that they're trying to protect Kirk, uh, maybe let Alexander Madison be the guy. But yeah, I think this is just a game. You sit back, you collect information. If I had to pick a side, I would lean the Vikings. Um, I do think they win this game. I think I did play a teaser with the Vikings and Chiefs. Uh, It was six and six and a half at the time before the Kels news. So pretty much both teams to win. I don't hate that. Um, Obviously, the Chiefs road got a little bit tougher with no Kels, but I do think the Vikings win this game. But as far as the spread, I'd kind of stay away and I would lean over. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good point of just kind of sitting back and and learning. Um, Again, I will not be watching this game. I think it's disgusting, but I do I do like the over too, Um, and that's good good points you made about. I think the Vikings can score a lot of points. And I think Baker Mayfield might throw six interceptions, but he might somehow throw three touchdowns. And it could be like the Jameis thing, where he throws a pick six, and he's like, "All right, yeah. screw it, <laughs> yeah, right back out there." Yeah, um, another gross game. Unfortunately, we got the Cardinals at the Commanders. Such a um, beautiful matchup for Week One. What do you got on this one? Yeah, I mean, this is a game. If you're not gambling on it, you're not watching it. It's let's just <laughs> as simple as that. I mean, this is this is gross. This is where I think we find out um, not necessarily if Sam Howell is going to be good for the whole season, but if there's any life here to this team because this is a dream spot. Week one at home, worst team in football. Like if Sam Howell needed a comfortable launch pad to get into this year, this is the perfect game. But if you're asking me if I could lay seven points with the Commanders, I, I don't think I could. Like, this is one of those weird games to where if you actually made me pick a side, I think I would just take the Cardinals, as weird as that sounds, getting seven points. I think these are two bad football teams. And at the end of the day, this is still an NFL football team. I know they say they want to try and lose games. There's reports that as soon as Kyler is healthy, he's coming back. So it's like, it's not like the players and coaches are throwing it in. I think the front office would love if they went 0-17 and they could have Caleb Williams, but I don't think this team's going to mail it in. It's a new coach. like He's got to win some games. I think that they fight, and 
this is one of those games that I get everyone's going to tease the commanders down. I don't hate it. I think they probably win. I like the under here. I think this could just be like a 17 to 13, like how did the Cardinals cover? So I would lean. I really like the under. I think I will probably be on the under this weekend. I played at 38 or above. I think the commanders might get to 20 um, and then just be able to run the ball. And I don't think the Cardinals are going to score more than 13 points. So I think the Cardinals somehow cover like 17, 13. This is like the surprise gross cover of the week, but I really like the under. Yeah. I think the only interesting thing about that game to me is what's Sam Howe going to do? You know, Um, he's, it's a weird QB one situation that they kind of like, put their faith in this kid um, early and it's just, it's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds um, under a new, new offense. Yeah. Um, That'll be, that's a good point. Yeah. That'll it's going to be, if you can wake be, him up. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, we have Titans at saints. I like this game for a lot of reasons. And I think there's a lot of intrigue with Derek Carr and the Saints of like how that's gonna, what all is gonna happen there. Um, is it new scenery? Grass is greener for Derek Carr. They have a good defense. Um, he's got guys to throw the ball to. Or is it gonna be same old Mike Vrabel? Um, he's fifteen ten and one as a road underdog um, against the spread. Vrabel's a great coach, and he's always gonna have his boys ready. You can say what you want about the Titans. I'm not big on the Titans at all, but it's Vrabes. He's a he's a great head coach, and I like I I kind of like the Titans this weekend at three. Um, if you gave me three and a half, I'd be all over it. Um, but I'd even take it at three. Um, but again, I think I think this is an interesting game where there's going to be a lot of questions answered as far as who Derek Carr can be if this Saints team can can run the NFC South because I mean, the NFC South is just waiting for someone to be, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of this division and we'll see if it can be the saints. Um, what do you got on this game? Yeah. I mean, it's for as low as you were on the Titans for you to be on them in week one. I think <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, I was a little higher on the Titans. And so obviously, yeah, for able as a dog, this is the game where we find out, can the Titans compete for the division? If they win this game, I think this is one of those games on the calendar that when you look at the schedule for the Titans, it was like, eh, probably not. But it's like, if they can turn this into a win, I think this just kind of propels a 9-10 to 10 win year for them. Yeah, I like them at plus 3. I think this spread is not necessarily wrong. Like, I understand why the Saints are minus 3, but I'm just a little lower than the Saints on market, a little higher than the Titans. I think at three and a half, I would love it. Like it would be a smash play. I am going to play it at three. I get it at plus 100. I think you can still get like a lot of like minus 105s out there for plus three. If you can get a three and a half, I would play it up to like minus 120, probably still minus 125. Um, And I think there's a chance we get that throughout the week. I would just continue to look at all your books, see if a three and a half pops up. At two and a half, I would not play this. So I think definitely get it at the three. But if you want to play a little bit at the three, see if you can play a little more at the three and a half. I don't hate that either. I think the Titans win the game. So I'll be Mm. on them in some Mm. form or fashion on like a round robin money line underdog. 
parlay. Um, but yeah, I love getting plus three. And I like the under as well. I'm not going to double dip trying to do that less this year. But I do think this is a Titans win 20-17, to 17, just classic Vrabel out coaches Dennis Allen, who I'm very low on as a coach. Yeah, it's, it's, I was interested in, you know, kind of the the money split with Tennessee, but a lot of people were on Tennessee. They um, are a public dog. I, I will say that. Yeah. Them and the Steelers are probably the two most public dogs this week. Yep. Yep. Uh, next we have Jags at Colts, Jacksonville, minus four and a half. I am a little confused here. Why? Why is Jacksonville only four and a half? This game, it'll put your head in a blunder. I mean, this is every single professional is on the Colts. <laughs> and I, I truly don't know why. It's I think they're just blindly taking the divisional home dog. And if that's the case, I get it. But it's like Jonathan Taylor's out. As exciting as Anthony Richardson looked, he didn't look good in the preseason. Like, no. why is this line not six and a half toggling back and forth with seven? Like, I just don't get – I don't get this spread. And for that reason, I'm going to stay off. I don't have the balls to bet the Colts. I wish I did. If I did, I'd bet them because there's something that I don't know, and I'm not as smart as Vegas. And I'm never going to pretend to be. But – you are walking into it if you take the Jags here. Uh, I just think that yeah. – I, I think the Jags win the game. I think Trevor Lawrence is too good to – Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, they find a, win to, find a way to win the game. I like the under here. So maybe this is just a – the Jags O-line struggles. Trevor kind of gets roughed up and they just escape with like a 23-20 to 20 win. But I don't know. It's – it's, it's one of those game. games. I like the under, just the divisional under. Th- that The way to bet on the Colts to keep it close is probably just taking the under and saying it's going to be low scoring and ugly. And so if I had to make a pick in this game, it would be the under. Because I think the Colts could just go out and score seven points. And it's like 31-7 to seven and it still goes under. But I think it could also be ugly 23-20. So I think I would just play the under. Yeah, it's one of those games, if you take the Colts and the Jags won by 10 – you're like, I'm, I'm so dumb. I believed that Vegas knew something. And then if you take Jacksonville and the Colts win the game, you're like, I'm so dumb. Vegas knew something. You can't you can't win in this situation. Yep. And that's when you know, do not touch it. Um, if you have the balls, take the Colts. That's what I'll say. Yep. Yep. If I was in a contest, I would plug my nose and take the Colts because you're going to be the only one in the contest to do it, and you're with the professionals. I would just yep. say that. Because yeah, this next, line got up to five and a half, and it came back down. It wasn't just like, oh, the Jaguars' steam took forever. People were holding out for Jonathan Taylor, and it slowly started to rise. It touched five, five and a half in most books, and it came back down. So it's like the pros are still taking a stance on the Colts. And so, for that, I'll stay off. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Next game, we kind of go head-to-head on this. Um, Maybe not as much with the news. I was about to say, I think you're going to be backing off. But Rams at Seahawks. Go ahead and give the Seahawks some love. Yeah, I mean, week one, I like dogs. This is probably my favorite, um, favorite of the week. 
I like I like the Seahawks under six. I will officially be on them. I like the under here as well, but I think that I don't mind playing it either way. I, I wouldn't mind if if you're I'm fading the Rams offense, and that is because there have been reports of Matthew Stafford is kind of struggling to connect with a lot of the young receivers, and it's like okay, well that's not really a big deal. Like they have Cooper Cup, like. Everyone else can just kind of fall in line. It's like, oh, Cooper Cup is now out. So you're going to Van Jefferson as wide receiver one. In 2023, Van Jefferson should not be an NFL team's wide receiver one. Tyler Higby might lead this team in targets. That guy's just going to catch the ball in five depth and fall down. There's no yak potential there. I think this team's going to struggle. I think that the Rams' O-line is just a ticking time bomb. I think Stafford, we don't know. We think he's back. We don't know if he's back. So there's just that kind of layer added in. I think with no cup, this offense struggles to consistently move the football. And on the defensive side of the ball, the Rams, they are a landmine outside of Aaron Donald. I think that the Seahawks can run um, to the outside here, let Kenneth Walker get in space. JSN was practicing, and I think he's trending towards playing. So I love that for a underneath weapon for Gino. Let DK take the middle, lock it over the top. I love the Seattle team. This kind of all lines up. I'm surprised it did not get bumped to six. I would take it now. This is not one I would wait till Sunday. I think if anything, this closes at six, six and a half. I love it under six at five and a half. I would take the Seahawks. I lean under, but I prefer playing the Seahawks here. Yeah, I wish I could talk myself into... Liking the Rams here, but I don't. Cooper Cup's out. I, I, I kind of talk myself into the Rams being good this off season, and I still think like the whole like Sean McVay's a good coach. You have Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup's obviously injured right now, but then Aaron Donald. It's like the core is there, but it's like, yeah, I wouldn't touch the Rams here. We talked about how on thin ice they were. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah. we haven't even played a game. Yeah, um, yeah, and and it's not that I think the Seahawks are like I'm not as high on the Seahawks as you are, but I think Geno might have some regression here, but I I don't I wouldn't play a side in this game. Um, I would be uncomfortable either way. But however, in the next game, Eagles at Pats, love the Eagles. We know how I feel about the Patriots. I think they can be super, super bad this year. I think they will be they will struggle to score points. Um, obviously, their defense is going to be fine, but I don't think it's going to be enough. This is an offense-driven league, and I love the Eagles here. It reminds me of a game last year. I think it was Thursday Night Football. It might have been Monday Night Football, and I think you remember it was Bills at home versus the Patriots. No, it was in New England, I think. In and the New Bills, England, Bills killed them. The Bills were minus three and a half, and I promise you, I looked at that line, I was like, I've never felt more confident in a line. And I was like, I'm just going to play it. It doesn't make sense. Everybody was like, oh, the, the Sharps are on the Patriots. You have to go to the Patriots. And I was like, no, yeah, no I was on shot. New England. And the Bills won by like 28. And it's the same feel with this game. It's... New England's not going to be able to keep up. 
And the Eagles are so such a good football team. It's week one. Everyone's fresh. I feel so good about Philadelphia here. So you say that this game reminds you of last year's game between the Bills and Patriots. This game reminds me of a game we talked about about four games ago. I think the Jags and Colts and Eagles and Patriots games are the exact same game. I do not know why the spread is not six. It's going on seven. And I think the only difference you can say is that the home team has the better coach. Uh, That's not the case with the Colts. But I think that this pretty if, – if, if Vegas is putting this spread at four, then what that tells me is that they think Bill Belichick is going to be able to at least confuse or get the Eagles offense off kilter, a little off rhythm. And so if anything, I would play the under in this game using what Vegas is telling us not having the balls to take the Patriots because I'm not getting in front of the Eagles in week one because the Eagles on paper should win by 10 to 13 points. But I would lean under because Vegas is telling us if this is a four-point game, it's not going to be 38 to 35. You're right. The Eagles, if they get rolling on offense, the Patriots cannot keep up. I totally agree. But the spread is sitting at four for a reason. I think it's because it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Eagles probably do end up covering. I can't take it. I think that the Colts or Patriots will cover this weekend. This is how Vegas works. They win on the gross dogs. One of them is going to cover at home. I don't know which one. I'll probably just play both unders and hope that it's low-scoring games. And if you're right if you're right about this game, it could still go under. It could be 34 to 10. Like the Patriots, if you're right, then the Patriots might just score seven points and it still goes under. So it's I don't necessarily have to even be right about the Patriots keeping it close. Like there's a blowout potential here where the Eagles sit on it. There's a lot of ways I would just lean under. Yep. Yep. And I mean, yeah, you could be right. If the if the Eagles don't cover, it's one of those like, I'm so dumb. Why didn't I why didn't I see that? But But you're taking a stand. I get it. It's Yeah, but I just I feel it in my feel in my bones. Yeah, I feel it in my bones, man. Um But what I don't feel anything on is this next game, Raiders at Broncos. I guess we'll find out if Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are a match made in heaven. I don't know. Um other than that, what do you think? Yeah, this is just, um, yeah, going to be a really gross game. If you, <laughs> if you have that many TVs in your house to where this is on there, it needs to be on the corner one. Yeah, where good you for you, also, squint, if you have that many TVs. Where you have to squint a little bit to even see the score. Like, do not watch this game. It's going to be brutal. But in saying that, there's always money to be made. And... Divisional unders hit at a 57% clip last year, uh, 54% going back 10 years. I think this is one where if you have to make a pick, I don't want to just say pass on the game. I know some of you have to bet every single game. I would lean towards the Raiders if you can get four. I think just taking the divisional dog. I think Jimmy G actually in week one, I would trust more than Russell Wilson, which is crazy to say, but I think I would trust Jimmy G 
Josh Jacobs is back. Devontae Adams is going. Judy, we don't know if he's going to play. So I like the Raiders' weapons more. Um, And I think Russ and Sean Payton might take a couple weeks to get on the same page. I think Denver probably wins because they're at home, but I think they probably win by a field goal. So over a field goal, I like the Raiders. I'm not going to play it, but I would lean Raiders. And I like the under, just playing the divisional under trend. Yeah, I mean, good for you for finding the positive, man. Um, I'm, know, here for the people. I'm here for the people. Yeah, and that's why and that's why we're here, man. We're just trying to help as many people as we can, even if it's finding um, an angle to bet the Las Vegas Raiders in 2023. But next game is is undoubtedly the most exciting game on the slate. The Green Bay Packers travel south to Soldier Field. The boys in navy and orange are favored by a point and a half. Stoney, you go first, man. You go first. Let me get wound up a little bit. Yeah, um, I liked the under. It was sitting at four and forty-four, went to forty-three and a half. Now it's at forty-two and a half. I I wouldn't officially play it. I'd still lean it. I think this is going to be a game where both coaches go into it saying, hey, we have young quarterbacks. Let's get them some easy throws early on, get them into a groove, let them feel comfortable. I think both sides will be effective running the football, but that could lead to longer drives ending in field goals. I think that this – I like the first half under. I don't know what the line's at. Um, if it's above 21, I really don't hate that. I think this is a slow start. Could be like 7-3 at halftime. Then you get a couple explosive plays in the second half. I did see that Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs didn't practice today. So that's something to keep um, a look at. I think that that would just kind of lean to the under. Maybe that's why it did go down a point today. Um, that kind of makes sense now looking at it. So, yeah, I would lean under. I can't play it. If if you could still find a 43 out there, I don't hate it. I think this game might just kind of be an ugly 20-17 to 17 game. I think there's a chance we walk away from this game and, like, we're kind of just like, hey, like, this is kind of just two average football teams. Like, neither team's going to be great. Neither team's going to suck. Um, I hope the Bears win for your sake. I am invested in the Bears futures-wise, so I'm not going to add on here. I think this is a game. They have to win if you're looking at their win total, the division, et cetera. They have to win. I'm already in on them on that way, so I'm going to sit out on a side. I hope the Bears win for my future's sake, and I would lean under. Yeah, they're, they're going to win this football game, and there's, there's three reasons. Justin Fields is about to be a front runner for MVP. He's got DJ. He's got Katz that he can get the ball to and let them make plays. He's not throwing to Equinemia St. Brown, all due respect to him. Or Dante Pettis, all due respect to him. Or Nikhil Harry, all due respect to him. We've got guys. We've got guys. Soldier Fields is going to be rocking. There's so much hope in the city. There's so much belief. There's so much excitement, new leadership. Second year under polls. Polls did a... Fantastic job this offseason, not only helping the team this year, but setting us up for future success. And while I am anxious about it, I am so confident that the Bears are going to win this football game, turn over a new leaf. It's going to be one of the best days of my life if they win, and when they win. And they will cover 
obviously. I will get more into that later. Um, Can I, I ask do... you, are you a little nervous that the spread went from two and a half back down to one and a half? Listen, I'm nervous about everything surrounding this game. Um, I am so excited for the new era, um, but I'm 100% nervous about everything that I've seen so far. And I, I don't, again, it goes back to like, I'm nervous about if Jordan Love shows up and is just like the guy. That's My what thought I mean. is the movement between the threes doesn't, it's not really super impactful. My thought is the Packers were probably taking a lot of teaser money at eight and a half. And so, because it actually touched one for a little bit. I'm guessing the books just wanted to not make this a teasable game. It's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have full confidence in the boys. A little bit of anxiousness, if I'm being honest. But the boys are going to pull it out. Next game, maybe, definitely one of the best games this weekend. Dolphins at Chargers. Yeah. Chargers, Chargers favored by three so far. What you got? Yeah, I think the spread's probably right. Um, but I think that if I had to pick one side, I would probably just take the three free points. I think these teams on paper are super similar. I was very high on the Dolphins to win the division. It takes a little hit with the Jalen Ramsey injury, especially in this matchup where, look, the Chargers' issue has always been their health with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Well, it's week one. They're all healthy. And so not having Jalen Ramsey is really going to hurt. I like Herbert to light it up this year. Um, If I had to pick a side, I would take the free three points. I think these teams are similar, and I don't think Chargers home field is worth the traditional three. Um, Last year, it was a really weird game. The Chargers won 23-17. to Tua definitely, I mean, it was his worst game as far as just being healthy and just not being right. Um, he really struggled. Staley kind of figured him out. So I'm curious to see what Mike McDaniels kind of counter that is. I think this is just a great game where you sit back, you watch two really good teams. I will say this. If this total sits at 50 and a half all week, I'll probably take the under. This has public over screaming all over it. And so if this doesn't get to 51, 51 and a half, then I'll take the under because I guarantee you every single person that opens a sports book for this game is just going to be like, oh yeah, these teams can score 51. So 27, 24, that's nothing. So if this game just sits at 50 and a half, I like the under. Yeah, I, I like the under as well. And I think it is a super public casual fan over. Yeah. Um, probably the, probably like, the easiest over to click on the board as a public better this week. Yeah. And so I think that's exactly why you you take a look at the under. Um, I don't know how much it'll move the rest of the week. But, yeah. But I, if I, they're getting 80% of bets and it doesn't pop up to the key number of 51, that's super telling. Yep. Yep. I haven't checked the splits, but I guarantee it's going to be public come Sunday. Yeah. And... Like you said, I'm looking forward to watching this game. It's two teams that I think like a lot of people think, I think both of these teams can be really good. I'm really high on the Dolphins. Very interested to see how they come out of the gate with a tough week one game on the road. Um, not that playing at the Chargers is tough. But, yeah, I'm interested to see how that game goes. 
Um, Would you play either side if the Chargers got down to two and a half or Dolphins three and a half? Is there a side you would play there? I I don't think so, mainly because I don't want to. I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, that's fair. Either way, I I truly think it's just a classic pick'em game, and the Chargers are getting three because they're at home. And I think if you gave me three and a half, I would play the Dolphins. I, again, it's not. I I don't think I like feel one way or another. It's like yeah, I, these fair. are two teams that I see in a very similar light, and I'm just looking forward to Week One seeing how they play. And I think it's going to be a great game. One of, if not the best game on the slate this week. Which takes us to New York, where the boys travel to the Giants. What do you got on this one? Yeah, I think this is... um, I like the under. I like the under a lot. Probably one of my favorite plays of the week. I will definitely be on it. I think when you look at both sides of the ball, I think this... Cowboys defense has a chance to be very special. I think this is the year Micah Parsons puts it all together, truly emerges as like the face of the league when you think of the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Adding Stephon Gilmore with Trayvon Diggs, I think that makes the secondary incredibly explosive. You got the young explosive athlete on one side and just the savvy vet on the other side. I love the pairing. Um, I've started to come around more on the Cowboys. I, I, I like the Eagles, but I also think the Cowboys can be very good this year. And so having said all that, I really like their defense. I think their offense week one under Mike McCarthy with Dak, I think there's some things that will need to get ironed out. I think that the Giants defense overachieved last year, but I think across the board, this is a really good coaching staff. And so I think that might just become the common theme with this team I think this is going to be a 23-20 Cowboys win so I would I really like the under and if I had to pick a side if you're giving me the hook I would take the Giants I think divisional home dog over three this is one of those to where if you take it every time you're going to hit more than 50 percent of it I don't know if I, I think there's a world where the Cowboys are that good and they blow them out I think that Prime time, you're giving me over a field goal with Brian Dable at home versus Mike McCarthy. I would lean that way, and I love the under. Yeah, I've I've been in, I've gone two separate ways with looking at this game. Um, I think the under is a great look. I think the Giants will will be able to possess the football enough for that under to be a good look. When I first looked at the game, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before. I really liked Dallas because it just seems like one of those Cowboys come out hot after week one. They win, you know, 31 to 17, and everybody's like, oh, here we go again. It's the year. Here come the Cowboys. They look great. Dak looks great. And then I really think about it. It's it's prime time, home game for the Giants, divisional game. Dayball's a great coach. I think he's going to have his boys ready, and I think it's going to be a very close game. So I've been on two opposite ends of the spectrum as to how this game will go. And gun to my head, if I had to pick one, I think I would back the Giants here. I think I would agree with you. It's going to be a dog fight, I think. It's just going to be, is Dak going to make enough plays? Are they going to be in rhythm the whole night? 
and I don't know. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good game. I'm excited to watch that game. I think the Cowboys I think, I, I think Dak throws like a pick or two. The media comes out crushing them, and I think they go home in week two and embarrass the New York Jets. That's what I think. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah, there's a week two line out there. Whatever it is, I love the Cowboys week two. Wow. I love that. Love that. Speaking of the Jets, last game of the slate. Bills at Jets. Big game. Huge game. What do you got here? I feel like there's so much tension leading up to this game. So much. Dude, so Everybody's much. excited to watch it. The Bills. I think this is the first year the Bills have kind of been disrespected going into it. And I have never been particularly high on the Bills. Um, I think they've always been kind of crowned a little too early. But I think that it's kind of ridiculous that people are just saying Aaron Rodgers rolls into town to replace Zach Wilson and all of a sudden the Jets should win this division. So I think the Bills, this is a huge statement game for them. And I think that the Jets, they have a really good defense. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I think, is a superstar in this league. Uh, I'm a little worried about the receiving options behind Garrett. And I think that Dalvin and Brees both should play. So I think that the Jets are going to run, 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 trust the defense, play action to Garrett Wilson, kind of pepper him like Rodgers did with Devontae Adams. And say what you want about Josh Allen, but this Jets defense has kind of figured him out. Last year, both games didn't eclipse 40 points. Rodgers tends to play with a slow pace. I love the under here. This is one of those games I've told myself I wanted to be on the Bills the entire offseason. And we've gotten to the game, and I don't think I want any part of the Bills. I think at home, Rodgers has had some questionable week one performances. I think I just want to take the under and sit back and watch. But if a three pops up on Monday, it's going to be really hard not to take the Jets. Yeah, I um, I like the Bills here a lot. And it yeah. might be... Just a slight Rodgers, but I don't think it. it Aaron Rodgers is oh, not I a did. is not a great Week One quarterback. He's had famous bad Week One games. I think the Bills have been a little disrespected. They are tired of falling short, and I think they're a team on a mission. Now, I say that as a guy who took their under on wins for the year, but. I think they come out and make a statement week one. I don't know if the whole like camaraderie, hard knocks, Aaron Rodgers is the king of New York now. I don't know how much that translates onto the field. They're still going to have to work out some kinks before they're fully in rhythm and play like a good team. And they have a tough schedule starting out, and this is probably one of the tougher games. And I, I like Buffalo under a field goal especially. And I, And I kind of like – I kind of like the over in this game. I think Buffalo puts up a lot of points. I know this Jets defense is really good, and like you've said in the past, the Jets have, have given him trouble. But I think the Bills can can throw some points up on the board. Um, but that is all for the slate this week. Now we are going to introduce the season-long head-to-head competition between me and Stoney. So how this is going to work 
Each week we will have a snake draft consisting of five rounds. You have to make one pick in each category. Those categories will be your favorite total, your favorite teaser, your favorite dog, your favorite favorite, and then your play of the week. And the points will be one point for each category except your play of the week. That is going to be worth two points. Now, we were going to fool around with maybe get an extra point if your dog, you know, wins outright and be two points. But I don't think that would be right because I think your play of the week should be weighted more. And but, hey, let us know in the comments. You know, if it's something more. Let us know sweet, in the thousands of people. Let us know. Maybe we'll throw a poll out there. Who knows? But it also protects you against taking a bunch of, like, two-and-a-half-point dogs and just stealing some points. So yeah, we, want, we want it to be genuine. What's the best underdog? So And this will be snake draft style. You do not have to pick a category in any certain order. And pre-show, we chose that I would go first. So... With my first pick in the week one snake draft for the head-to-head year-long competition, I am going to take... I've been thinking about it all day, dude. I'm going to take the Titans plus three as my favorite dog. We've talked about it. Um, I think it's a... It's an interesting game for a lot of reasons, but I'm always going to back Vrabes. I know I have slandered the Titans in the offseason, which was what makes this we fun. Come full circle, baby. But I don't. I can't trust Derek Carr. Uh, we went on a new team, and it's so funny to sit here and be like, my favorite dog of the week is the Titans. But I just think it's a good look. I think they have a good chance of winning this game. Vrabes on the run week one. He's got his boys healthy. Um, be interesting to see what Dehab does, but with my first pick, I'm going to go Titans as my favorite dog. Go ahead, Stone. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Uh, that was my favorite dog as well. <laughs> Let's go, dude. What a draft pick. I was not too concerned with the backup <laughs> option there. Let's considering, go, dude. Considering your uh, outlook on the Titans. So that's... <gasps> What a steal, dude. What a steal. I'm gonna need a gonna need a minute on that one. I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and lock up my favorite teaser of the week. And that is gonna be the Steelers and Browns. Right now they're both at two and a half. Um, and for those of you that don't know how teasers work, uh, it's a standard six point teaser. The juice on that is minus one twenty. I don't really ever want to recommend anything above like minus one twenty five, minus one thirty on this show. Six point teaser, minus one twenty, totally fine with laying that. Typically, you want to take favorites that are going to get under the key number of three, or dogs that are going to get above the key number of seven. And so here, I'm taking two dogs, both at plus two and a half at home. So give me the Steelers plus eight and a half and Browns plus eight and a half. A little bit of reasoning is why we we talked about it. I think both these teams win the game outright. Uh, so I love getting over eight points with both teams at home. I really like the Steelers one. Low total. I think that 
even if I think this is a field goal game one way or the other. Mike Tomlin, 15-4-3 against the spread at home as an underdog since 2007 when he took over. And he's 13-9 straight up. Uh, so he dominates in this spot. I love the Steelers here. And same with the Browns. I think Burrow could come out a little rusty. I think I like the under there as well. I think Watson shows up and Chubb and the O-line really slow that game down. So I think that's going to be a one-score game as well. So, yeah, I will lock in the Steelers and Browns as my teaser of the week. Love it. What's your next pick? Yeah, um, I think that this is a board where I don't love many favorites. And I think I know where you're going to go for this category. (laughs) And I almost went there. But I think you're not going to mind this pick. I'm going to take the Seahawks minus five and a half. I think that we talked about it. Cooper Cup being out, I do not trust the Rams offense to put up enough points uh, maybe early they hang in there, but I think Gino makes enough plays late to where the Seahawks win, like 27-17. Um, so, yeah, in a board where there's not many favorites I like, I want to go ahead and lock up my favorite and make sure that you weren't just sandbagging me with the Rams over there and love the Seahawks. So I'll, I'll <laughs> go ahead and take them, take them minus 5.5. Um, I don't mind it at six, but I love it at five and a half. So I would really try and look for a five and a half and up there. Even if it's like minus 115, I think five and a half is very important in this game. Love it. Um, yeah, don't worry. I wasn't, I wasn't going Seahawks there. So with my – who this is tough, man. This is tough. I feel like this is good value right here, though. I feel like this is good value. With my favorite total, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Minnesota and Tampa Bay over 45 and a half. We talked about it. All right. Um I think it is a it is a game where Minnesota can throw up some points. Um I do like the money split right now. The overs only was only getting this was earlier today, was only getting 33% of the tickets, 58% of the money. I think that's a good split to look at. Uh, I think, again, Kirk can throw up points, and then Baker's going to Baker, dude. You know, you never know. He might throw up 24 points. Who knows? Um, I think Minnesota wins the game, and I think they put up some points. So I'm going to take that as my total. And then I'm just going to go ahead and get my teaser out of the way. I have a very aggressive teaser. And I kind of love it. All right. I really like it. I talked about Atlanta, how I really like Atlanta. Team I didn't say that I I loved. And I don't love them. But my teaser is going to be Atlanta and the Lions. And this is going to be a three-point teaser for plus 140 odds. Now, we don't get extra points based on the odds you get, but I feel good about this. That takes Atlanta down to just winning the game by one. So if you do the math correctly, that's going to work every time. And that gives you the Lions, gives you eight and a half. I love the odds for this. Go ahead. I love the odds, but because I'm a man of fairness, I'm still giving you six points on each side. So that'll be Atlanta two and a half. 
and Detroit 10.5 for the contest, but for the people, explain why you love plus 140. Just want to say we got to keep it fair. I'm giving you six points for the contest, but explain why you love Respect, plus dude. Love that. I, I like the odds there because I heard this in my in the beginning stages of my betting career. And I, I don't want to tease through zero. I don't want to take Atlanta to like plus three. I think Atlanta wins the game and I'm confident in that. And you get Detroit above that eight number that you can that you can run into above a touchdown. And we've talked about this game. I think it could be one of those like slower paced games and then the Chiefs just find a way to win and they might win the game by a touchdown. It might be 27-20, something like that. And I think for those odds, that's super good value. Now, you could obviously take it to six and feel even more comfortable, but then you might have to lay some juice in it. I didn't want to do that. So I'm going to be aggressive with this, and I'm going to go Atlanta-Detroit three-point teaser for plus 140. So, Stoney, you have next two picks. Go ahead. Next two picks. Um, my favorite total is obvious. I did not play it till this second uh, leg of my back-to-back picks because I don't know if I want to double dip. And I was considering the team in this game as my dog of the week. And so uh, I'm not going to lie. Your Titans pick really threw me. But I'm going to take favorite total of the week. Well, second favorite total, but you'll see that in a minute. Uh, for this, For this... Part of the show, favorite total of the week. Giants, Cowboys, under 46. I broke it down a little bit earlier, uh, but divisional unders last year, 57%. I like this one a lot. I think the Giants are not ready for what the Cowboys defense can do to them. I think that Dak will take a little bit of time. I think this could be like a surprisingly low game. Like, it wouldn't shock me if the Cowboys won this, like, 17-10. to 10. Like, I think this could be low, ugly, prime time. I think that you're already getting a couple points of free value for that because people like overs. I really like it at 46.5. I would play it all the way down to 45. But that is my favorite total of the week. And then, dog of the week. Um, there we go, baby. What are the rules on getting like a 30 second timeout? Because I am. I'm get a 30, dude, what what a 1 1 pick there from the kid, dude. What yeah, a that pick. was the one pick. What a value pick, dude. That was the one pick I was not expecting. I mean, wow. I'm not going to lie. All, all of these have run through my brain. I do not want to take the Browns or Steelers at two and a half just because I already have them. In the teaser, I mean, I might just call my shot with one of these gross dogs. I'm considering it. Dude, I'll give you $5 if you do. You know what? Texans plus 10, dude. Well, that's that's where I, that's where I might be going. All right. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Can't I am. No, I can't. Dude, Colts, you know Colts looking pretty enticing, dude. This game makes no sense. 
and I know what's coming after this, and I'm <laughs> going to put my nuts on the table for a three-point swing. Give me the New England Patriots plus Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I think that – is it a slight panic pick? Yes. Am I going to actually <laughs> play this? No. The Titans were my one dog that I loved. Yeah, I already fun, used dude. the two others that I didn't mind. I don't know why this spread is four, and that is my entire analysis on why I'm taking it. Vegas knows something that I don't. The Eagles minus four is not how they build all the tall buildings and can host millions of people to gamble their money away every week. I will take the pro side on this one and plug your nose. Don't watch the game if you have money on this team because you're not going to be happy with Mac Jones. Somehow the Eagles are only winning by three. Wow. Can't believe I didn't it. want to do it. You made me do it. I, didn't I can't believe it. it, man. I can't believe it. Um, wow. That's disgusting. You should have taken the Colts, dude. You could have at least I thought been about even it. more gross, dude. That would have been hilarious. I like the Patriots slightly more. Yeah. Just both terrible teams. Anyways, so I'm going to go to my favorite favorite. I have two more picks. This one's obvious. I was going to try to not bet with my heart and go Buffalo. But I'm betting on Justin Fields week one, dude. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going at all. I'm taking the Bears. I thought you were going to go Atlanta. Oh, no. I'm taking the Bears minus one and a half. I feel great about it. Do I actually? I don't know. But I feel great about it. We're going to win the game. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for Justin. I'm going to have that Justin jersey on. It's going to be rocking. We're going to take this game. I'll tell you right now, the final score is going to be 24-16. to 16. You can book it. Go bet the exact score. I've, seen the, script. On I've seen the script. It's 24-16. Bears are winning the game. That's my favorite favorite. Am I betting with my heart? Yes. But it's head-to-head. I want some skin in the game. I want my blood to be pumping a little bit. And then with my play of the week, worth two points, I said it originally when we went through the slate. Talk about going head-to-head. I'm taking Philadelphia minus four. You can make the argument that the Sharps are on the Patriots. You can make the argument that it doesn't make sense why this spray is this way. You can make the argument that if Philadelphia doesn't cover, I'm going to feel like the dumbest better in the world. But I don't care. The Patriots are going to suck. Yeah, they might have a good defense. Mac Jones is terrible. And I will die on that hill. Yeah, had a good rookie year. Congrats, man. He sucks. The offense is anemic. Philadelphia is going to win this game by 10 points. I'm going to be sitting pretty. I feel great about that pick. feel great about all my picks. What an absolute steal in the first round. Stoney, what's your play of the week? Yeah, I mean, I think the first couple minutes of next week's show will be electric. Calling one of us a fool. It will be I'm me, putting, me putting Mac Jones on the card, fading your POD in week one, getting in front of the Eagles. I will look like an idiot. Or I will get to come in here and call you an absolute square for putting your money 
on a game that makes no sense. So I can't wait. I, I can't wait, dude. You're probably sitting a little more comfortable going into the game than I am, but it's one of those I'm just going to plug my nose and hope for the best. Anyways, play of the week. We talked about this pre-show. That way they did not go in the draft, but wanted to save it for the end. Uh, give our best pitch for two points. I am on the Bills Jets under 46 and a half. I was surprised to hear you like the over in this game, so that's also a little small head-to-head there. Um, yeah, I love this under. Like I said last year, both day, both games did not reach 40 points. Josh Allen has not figured out this defense. I don't really know who's going to win the game. I'm very excited to watch it. I think this game is so tense. I think the first quarter might be 0-0. I think both teams, this is a total feel-out game. No one wants to make the first mistake. I think Josh Allen looked himself in the mirror a little bit, realized how many picks he threw last year. I think he tries to take a little bit better care with the ball. They got a new flashy back in James Cook. Damian Harris is healthy. I think they try to run the ball a little bit, especially if the D-line's getting to Allen. I think the Jets come out and absolutely try to run the ball with Brees and Dalvin. They really only have one weapon on the outside that can hurt the Bills. And with their secondary being loaded, I think Rodgers is going to struggle to push the ball downfield. I absolutely love this under. I would play it down all the way to 44. So if that doesn't tell you something, I think there's like two and a half points of value here. I think this is 23-20. Wouldn't shock me if it's 20 to 16. I think this game soars under. I absolutely love this play. Wow. Nuts on the table, man. I love it. So recap your card real quick. So the card for the people, week people one, writing down all of our plays. Right, all the people that yeah. Um so the week one head to head card is favorite total, Stony Years is Dallas and Giants under forty six and a half. Mine is Minnesota and Tampa Bay over forty five and a half. For the teasers, you have Pittsburgh and Cleveland. My teasers are Atlanta and Detroit. For the favorite dog, <laughs> I got them boys in two-tone blue, the Tennessee Titans, plus three. Great pick. You have, you have Bill Belichick and his mighty soaring offense, plus four, against the team that lost in the Super Bowl last year. All due respect. Favorite, favorite. You have Seahawks minus five and a half. I have the boys, the Bears, minus a point and a half. Play of the week, I have Eagles minus four. You have Bills and Jets under 46 and a half. And we will be keeping a season-long record. Uh, we'll recap. The, beginning of every next show. Beginning we'll of every episode, we'll recap the head-to-head. What, what's, the, uh, what's the wager on this? You know, that's a we'll uh, let us know in the comments. We'll come up with something before week two. We'll okay, like okay. We'll have to we got to come up with something. Beginning yeah. of the show, we'll announce it for the millions of people that are curious about that. Might have um, to buy the other guy a jersey of his choice. I don't know. We'll come up. We'll come up with something. I kind of want the loser to have to do something like. I don't know. I have some ideas. I'll brainstorm a little bit. Let us know in the um, comments. To finish it off, just real quick, we'll throw something out there for anybody that's in a survivor pool. I'm trying to get in one as soon as possible. Um, what would be, if you had one team to throw out there for a survivor pool pick, what would what would be that team? 
So I think the absolute chalk pick here is the Commanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's ever a great idea in week one where we don't know much to join the 70 or 80% of people and take the same pick. Sure, the Commanders, they probably beat the Cardinals. But I think that it's an opportunity to, what if something happens? What if they lose? Like 70% of entries could be gone week one. I think that it's a time where I looked at their schedule. They have one to two other easy games, but overall they're in a tough division. So I don't think they're playable most weeks. I'm going to fade the popular trendy. Oh, they're not that good, but they're playing a really bad team in the commanders. I'm just going to take the Ravens at home. They're playing CJ Stroud, rookie quarterback. And it's one of those to where like, it's the biggest spread, but it's not going to be super popular because the commanders thing just looks like a dream. And so I think there's only going to be a 15 to 20% um, play on the Ravens. And so I think the key in this thing is trying to not be super popular with it. Um, Take a couple risks early on in the season, but I think when you can get a minus 10 and it's not going to be the most popular play of the week, you take it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Commanders is what everyone's going to be on. Um, the team I'd go to is probably Minnesota. Minnesota doesn't have like Minnesota that. doesn't have a super easy schedule. They have a lot of tough games um, down the stretch. Detroit could turn into be a really good team, so you don't want to run into that late in the season, and you haven't used them. Um, and I think they, I think they handle Tampa Bay. I think there's decent value in choosing them early. I don't know how great they're going to be down the stretch, but that would be my pick for Survivor Pool. That's probably what I'll go with if I can find one to get into. Surely I can. No, um, I really like that. They would have been second for me. So yeah. I don't, if you want to, if you're like, hey, the Ravens are pretty good. Like I know they have the Colts in a couple weeks. If you want to go yeah. a little bit on the riskier side, I like the Vikings a lot. I think that's yeah. Good. Yeah. Any any final thoughts for week one, other than just pure excitement? Football is here. We get to watch the greatest player ever tomorrow night. Take a couple and days Sunday. off. And Sunday. Yeah, Justin Fields, not yet. Yeah. Uh, watch a little college on Saturday. And, yeah, then we're there. The big first day. Huge day. Betting. Fantasy football. All of it's back. I can't wait. Get to hear. Scott Hansen on Red Zone. Mm. I, mean, I, I just can't wait. It's mm. bringing back all the vibes. Uh, Patriots are winning outright is what sure. I decided sure. to believe uh, sure. in the last couple minutes ever since you took the, the Titans. And, yeah, um, it's going to be a great week. And, yeah, I'm excited for the rest of this year with this podcast. I cannot wait. Yeah, we'll be back next week recapping, looking ahead. Um, excited for this week and always remember Miles Sanders going to lead the league in rushing this year. Expect a big game out of him. We'll be back with the auto fade podcast next week.